0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. We're going to continue this week talking about uh, seasons of change. And more specifically, we want to continue talking about, I want to continue sharing with you about perspectives and the importance of perspectives. I want to start out reading from Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read verse number two. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse two. It's a, it's a portion that everybody knows, but... Let's look at it in context of this word here this morning again. Verse 2, Romans chapter 12. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So that's the NLT, the New Living Translation. Very good translation, the Bible. So don't be uh, conformed to this world, the King James says, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So, as the NLT says, we don't live according to the customs. We shouldn't be living according to the customs and uh, manner of this world, but we should be transformed or changed. The word transform means change. And how are you changed now? How do you move from living according to the patterns of the world to the patterns of the kingdom? By the renewing of your mind or by changing the way you think, by addressing your perspectives. And how you do that? By by What's the method or what do you use to do that? Well, the word of God. You use the word of God to do that. It is the word of God that, Bring changes and enable changes and uh, transformation from the world system to the kingdom system. So, in Hebrews, the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful. Quick, there meaning alive. And it is powerful, sharper than any twedged sword. And so, it is the word of God that we use as our tool of transformation. And as you saw in the verse 2 of Romans chapter 12, it is the mind that enables uh, that transition. It is important to allow the word of God to form uh, the basis of your perspectives, how you think. Because the word of God sees your life beyond what your natural abilities are capable of seeing your natural mind is limited and can see so far but the word of god is able to see beyond what your natural abilities are capable of so when the word of god forms the basis of your perspective it will give you insights into your potential and enable you to produce much more than you would be able to produce in your natural strength. That is why when Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 3 verse 20, he said that God is able to bless and to do exceeding abundantly. And watch this. Uh, far above what you are able to ask or imagine so the God the kingdom of God is able to bless you above what you can ever ask or imagine in other words above your limitations and so the word of God wants to work in your life but you have to give that word a chance to work in Your life. In John 6, verse 63, the Bible says, Jesus said, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they're life. In other words, they don't just come to sit and keep your company, they are life. In other words, they are producing life in your life. So you cannot see and conceive with your natural uh, mind. Um, what you are, are capable of seeing and conceiving through the word of God. Your perspectives guided by the word of God not only sees the supernatural, but will also lead to the manifestations of the supernatural doesn't just see the supernatural in the distance, but enables you to engage the supernatural. So this is why when God reveals something to you, let's say about your life, you can't always immediately share it with other people. Or you can't always submit, it immediately to the judgment of other people because it is revealed to you you can wake up with that thing in your spirit every day and day by day it becomes brighter and brighter and clearer and clearer and more and more real and then it becomes one with you At this stage, it is bound to produce extraordinary results in your life. Now, man that it is not revealed to doesn't have that same perspective like you about the thing because they don't wake up with it in their spirit every day. So when you share it with someone, it might become... Might be foreign to them, so if they have to advise you, they're going to advise you according to their natural mind. But you who are already walking in the spirit is far above that counsel. So you have to ensure that, um, sometimes you have to hold on, uh, to, 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 to that thing and allow God to work in your life or talk to other people about it before you're able to share it. You have to hold on um, to it for for some time. That's why uh, Joseph in the Old Testament got himself in trouble because he shared what God put in his heart. And the folks that are around him, were around him his brothers could not. His brothers could not um, really see what he was saying because that wasn't in their spirit. They were not waking up with that foremost in their spirit every day. So it is important that you hold on to that which God is saying in you and treasure it so that God can continue to work in and through Your life don't worry about um having to carry that thing by yourself because before long what is going to happen is that god is going to connect you with people that start saying snippets bite sizes of what is in your spirit and you're going to all of a sudden say well Hold on, but that's what I've been thinking about. That's what I, has been in my spirit and I didn't say anything. God's going to connect you with those people that are saying things that are in your spirit and begin to jolt your spirit and bring radiance to your spirit as you hear the things that God already deposited in your spirit. God's going to put those people in your heart so you can Know that you are not alone. So watch this. You know, the angel Gabriel visited Mary and spoke some things to Mary. And if you remember clearly, Luke chapter 1, the Bible said, Mary... Kept those things and pondered them. It's a part that we miss in that text. Mary pondered them in her heart. Now, you know, Mary probably never felt like anybody could quite understand what she was seeing connect with it so she pondered them in her heart and even her husband joseph could not quite see Or husband to be joseph could not quite see what moses what sorry what mary was was saying and seeing in fact why mary was pondering those things in her heart joseph was pondering another scenario in his heart. the bible said he was thinking about how he could put her away privately now i want to show you something here we're talking about perspective so mary had one perspective, according to what Gabriel was, uh, said to her, she had that perspective about, um, you know, Messiah and all of that. But at the very same time, Joseph had a different perspective. And look at this the Bible said that Joseph was a just man, the word just means righteous. So not because somebody is righteous before the part of the church means that they're going to have the same perspective like you at at least certain point in your life. Furthermore, not because their spouse or your daughter or your mother, they might not quite see what you're seeing because what is revealed to you and is shaping your perspective is not revealed to them. Joseph was a just man, but he was having another perspective. And, and look at this. You see, this is why the has to take place. Because that perspective that Joseph was having was because of how the world shapes us. And had shaped him to say, it's not your baby that the woman is carrying. So how could you, um, you know, carry on with her? Thank God for the Holy Ghost And I show you how It is the word of God that gives New perspectives it is the voice Of the Lord it is what God says Because God by spirit visited Joseph And tapped him on his shoulder and said Look here hold up And God Spoke some words to him And started to change his Perspective You see, for some believers, the only perspective that they have been having are the perspectives of men. And many times, those men or women are not hearing from God. Oh, yeah, I know that. This person is a business guru and has so many businesses and all that kind of stuff. But I remind you, Psalm says, blessed is the man that walks in the counsel of God. Afford to be, to become distracted that cannot enable what you are carrying. God put things in your spirit, you're carrying carrying something for your generation, you're carrying something for your children, you're carrying something for the church that you lead, you're carrying something for your family, and you cannot afford to be distracted by perspectives that cannot enable that which you are carrying those that don't like you and uh, are saying all kinds of stuff about you You're distracted by them you have to do like Nehemiah you have to say look I can't I can't come down here to even hear your perspectives I have to focus on what God is saying to me in fact you know I was recently I was going through Ezra and Nehemiah, and I was seeing how, when the Jews returned from the Babylonian captivity, and Ezra gathered them together, and Ezra would stand and read the word of God to them in the period of time, because they had formed in captivity and now for them to really be able to move with the work of God and move in the direction that God would want them to move as individual and as a people, needed to be addressed and it could only be effectively addressed by the word of God so Ezra would stand and read the word of God to them daily so that they could see what the perspective of the Lord was. As we said, as I said before, Mary kept those things that Gabriel spoke to her and pondered them in her heart until she made her way up into the mountains of Judea and the Bible says that as soon as she greeted Elizabeth, oh, oh, the baby leapt in her womb. What did we say earlier? God connected her with somebody. Sharing with her. And the baby leapt in her womb. In other words, as I said before, the, 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 the perspective that we witnessed with her uh, jolted what was inside of her, brought radiance to her spirit. Some people wonder why you love to talk to certain people so much. And they even put... um sensual connotations to it it is because when you talk to certain people it jolts what is in your spirit there's some other folks that man, you're burning with what God is saying to you and uh, you start sharing with them and uh, 30 seconds after they are talking about something else that is totally unrelated. When Mary greeted Elizabeth, the Bible says that the baby leapt in her womb because they shared perspectives. I want to read a portion of a story, quite a few verses from 2nd Kings chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1. You remember that story with Elijah and Elisha? We want to take a look in that story this morning as we talk about perspectives, continue to talk about perspectives and uh, making sure that you go with the perspective of God. And sometimes, even in your immediate circle, the very people who are uh, a part of the church that you go with, go to might not always be sharing the same perspective with you at the, same, uh, at the time that you have certain things. And by the way, I'm not saying that they are not righteous, just like Joseph was. I'm I'm not saying that they uh, don't hear from God. All I'm saying is that what is revealed to your spirit is not revealed to their spirit. So they can't quite uh, covenant with it the way that you can. Now, let's start at verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 2. It came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by the world by a whirlwind that Elijah went out with Elisha from Gilgal. There's a lot in this because, first of all, let's talk just say something quickly about Gilgal. So, Gilgal is a starting point, represents a starting point, it's a type of Calvary. So, all of us have to start at Gilgal. And you notice both of them started at Gilgal. And Elijah Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here or stay here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord liveth, And as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Now, first of all here, I mean, already I believe overnight, God had deposited something in Elisha's spirit. So you see that man? Your mentor, tomorrow, it doesn't matter where he goes. You go with him Because I have linked you to him for a purpose. So Elijah... The prophet, the man of God, says, "Don't don't follow me any further." Elisha said, "No, I don't. I can't see what you're seeing. I, I've always respected you and all of that, but I have a different perspective on this. I am coming with you." And they moved the Bible says to Bethel. Bethel is. Considered to be uh, the the meeting place. And um, they went on from the salvation station. To where they could meet God. have personal encounter. Bethel speaks to that kind of place. That's where uh, Jacob met with God. So verse number three, and the sons of the prophets, when they got to Bethel now, the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came to Elisha and said unto him, knowest thou that uh, the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know, hold your peace. In other words, look, 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 that's your perspective. I'm working with a perspective right now that I have no intention to disturb. Now, the school of the prophets, those that were being trained to move in the realm of the prophet and all of that, and were at Bethel meeting with God, they never saw what Elisha was seeing. So Elisha said, I am not content. Tending with your opinion. I'm not even telling you that it is from God or not from God. Or where you got it or where you never got it. All I'm saying is please hold your opinion. Right now. I I need to deal with my opinion. My perspective. And verse 4. Elijah said unto him. Said unto Elisha. Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And Elisha said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I am coming with you to Jericho. You see oh, you have to fight for what God put in your spirit? I don't think Elijah meant him evil. It's just that Elijah was not seeing what Elisha was seeing. And so if people around you are not seeing what God puts in your spirit, is no excuse for you to back off. In life, if you're going to be successful, a part of the journey is going to be solo. You have to run it alone. Jericho speaks to the power of god that 's where the walls came down. You remember when they marched around Jericho and the power of God was demonstrated so uh, they moved from meeting with God to a place of the demonstration of the power of God and elisha needed to go through all these phases so They are now at Jericho, the place where you experience the power of God. It is a journey. Verse number five. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know, I know it. Hold your peace it takes some resilience and Elijah uh, said unto him tarry here tarry here stay here at Jericho I pray thee for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan and he said as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth I will not be contented here just because I'm seeing the power of God I am finishing this journey and they went on they too went on Jordan is a type of death that's where separation takes place Separation from some things. It's like what Paul said in Galatians. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, I have to separate myself from some things. Jordan speaks to separation. It's a type of death. In fact, the, the, the children of Israel, they, they journeyed through the wilderness and, and then went on into Canaan land. And it is Jordan, the river Jordan, that actually separates the wilderness from Canaan. The wilderness that they journeyed through for 40 years is separated from Canaan only by River Jordan. So on one side of River Jordan is the wilderness and on the other side of River Jordan is Canaan. And the the Israelites had to experience that. They had to cross over Jordan. In other words, no more. The wilderness side of Jordan. That is dead. In other words, we're separating ourselves from that side of the river. And we are going to the other side of the river that God is leading us. Jordan speaks to a type of death. Separation from some things. Separation from some people. And. Verse 7, 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah, Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smoked the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry land. Remember, Jordan means separation. So the the, the water was divided that they separated for a moment from all the distractions. All who was advising Elisha and all of that, God knows what he's doing. He separated Elisha from them for a moment. And it came to pass in verse 9, when they were gone over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I have been waiting for you to ask me that question. I know I'm clear in my mind what I want. But notice it did not, that part did not come into being until they got to Jordan, until that separation uh, took place. Elisha said, Elisha said, I know exactly what I want. I pray thee, thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Verse 10. And he, Elijah, said, thou hast thou asked a hard thing so you see elijah even his mentor elijah saw it as hard but Elisha was already fixed in his mind his perfect perspective was that hey this is what god wants for me and i'm going for it full trot he said that was ask a hard thing nevertheless if you see me when i'm taken from thee then it will be so unto thee but if not it shall not be so i believe at that moment elisha set his eyes not even to wink it came to pass in verse 11 as they uh, still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it. Uh Uh-oh, what did it say? Elisha saw it. Remember what Elijah said? If you see it, Elisha saw it. And Elisha made sure that the atmosphere all concerned, knew he saw it. The Bible said he saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. In other words, you can't say, I didn't see it. I'm describing. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. Wow. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said here is the Lord God of Elijah and when he also had smitten the waters they parted hither and thither and Elisha went over. Glory to God. Elisha received a double portion of the spirit of God that was upon Elijah. And if you study this very carefully, you'll find that Elijah did seven major miracles in his ministry. Elisha did 14. Here's a man that refused to compromise his perspective. Because he knew it was coming from God, and the devil is fighting for that which God has deposited in your spirit. Some of you are coming out of last year into this year with some things that God is saying into your spirit, but because of the the, the situation of the time, it don't look like it's going to happen. or oh, You know, people who are not hearing from God have been telling you otherwise. God might be talking to you about full-time ministry. And people are showing you how you can't see where the money is going to come from to sustain you. I am saying to you to go with the perspective that God has put in your spirit because he knows how to sustain you. There's another story in Genesis chapter 26. We're not going to read that um, today. But the Bible says in a time of famine, Isaac initially made a decision to leave the land and go down to Egypt, the land of uh, Gerar, or Gerar um, and to go into Egypt because... There was a famine, and nothing was really happening the way God wanted. Uh, Eli, sorry, Isaac wanted it to happen. Now, this is very interesting because remember that in a time of famine, it's not just a case where the land is not, or it's not just a case where no food is available. The land is infertile. The land don't yield its increase. That is what really caused the famine because the land is not yielding its increase. There's no water, no fertility in the land. So, Isaac decided to go somewhere where um, the land was looking more fertile because he also had cattle. But the Lord said to him, no, stay in the land. What? God's perspectives are always right. And he stayed in the land. And listen this. Sowed in the land. That is crazy. Because you don't sow in the time of famine. Because the land is infertile. But the the word of the Lord. the, The perspective of the Lord was. Sow in the land. And he received a hundredfold. In the same season. That is just double crazy. You know, only God can allow you to sow and reap in the same season. There's a time to sow and a time to reap. But God produced in an amazing way. You talk about living in the goodness of God. That's it right there. God produced in an amazing way. He saw the goodness of God. Why? Because he went with the perspective of God. As we talked earlier, we said that Jordan is a place of death, a time of separation. And that's what has to happen for you to fully Appreciate and embrace the perspective of God. You've got to die to some things. In other words, you know, you cannot change and keep all the stuff that you had prior to changing. Change means some stuff will have to go. So if you're moving from one house to the next, It doesn't matter how well you try, how carefully you pack. There are some some things that will not make it. Even if something has to break voluntarily, there are some things that are not going to make it. So it is important to understand that change means separation from something. we're wrapping up here I am um, I, I live in montego Bay and I'm coming to you from montego Bay and there's an airport here uh, here in Montego Bay now my understanding of the flights uh, uh, flight system is that whenever a aircraft takes off departs from montego Bay the tower in Montego Bay is in charge of that aircraft, giving it signals and guiding the flight. But once that aircraft settles on its cruising altitude, and it and, and gets into, let's say it's going to Fort Lauderdale. Once it gets into the Fort Lauderdale airspace, begin to transition from the Jamaica airspace into the Fort Lauderdale airspace or the American airspace. The tower in Fort Lauderdale takes over that flight. The tower of departure, is not responsible for the destination of the flight. The destination tower is responsible for that. So upon departure, the tower that it is departing from is in charge. But very soon after, the tower that it is uh, going to is responsible takes control of the flight what I'm saying to you is that so many times we have allowed our past what is behind us to shape our perspectives and to control our lives and those are the things that you're supposed to be departing from and so because you have not given the destination tower any control of your life and the tower that you're departing from is still in control and cannot properly guide your destination In other words, what I'm saying to you, my friends, is that you cannot allow history to control your destiny. Of course, I know that there are some lessons to be learned from history. I, All of us learned some valuable lessons from history and, and all of that. History has its place, but history is not supposed to control your destiny. I know the historians will take me on on this, but... Um, I'm ready for the discussion. In fact, you know, Paul wrote to the church in Philippi one time, in Philippians chapter 3, and he said, I will forget those things which are behind, and I will reach for those things which are before. I will press, where? Towards the prize of the The mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I will forget those things which are behind. I'm reaching for those which are in before me. I have to give the destination tower. Control of my life. How many of you have given the tower of the kingdom of God? The destination tower. Control of your life. So that God can guide you. Or is it that the hurts and failures and disappointments of the past still controls and directs your life? The enemy will always try to detain you with the past. Life and people are cultured that way to be um, remembering and be detained by the past, to take you to the past some of the songs that are sung uh, detain you in the past. But I want to remind you this morning that it is important to give the destination tower control of your life. Always keep before people you want them to follow. Keep destiny before people. One of the mistakes that we've made so long is to hammer before people things that we really don't want them to follow. So, of course, the place to talk about sin. And all of that, sin should not reign and we must understand that's wrong. But if you notice Jesus, the message that Jesus preached, Jesus preached a hundred times more on righteousness than he talked about sin. Because righteousness is what he wanted the people to follow. So you keep before people what you want them to follow. If you just preach sin before them every day, they become more God conscious. Sorry, more conscious of sin than be more God conscious. Now, don't misunderstand me. I am not saying we shouldn't talk about sin in the church and address sin. I'm just saying that where sin abound, grace did much more. And you have to keep before people what you want them to follow. And today, we're saying we intend to keep the kingdom of God before you. Because that is what God wants you to follow. That is what we want you to follow. That is what we want to form the person of your life of your mind and God is ready to give you new perspectives God is ready to give you new perspectives you know there's a song we sing sometime it says i i have a maker It's formed my heart and, and before even time began my life was in his hand the destiny of your life was in his hand so give life, give control of your life to the destination to so the folks can't stay in Montego Bay and tell you which runaway to land on in New York. It's the the, the the tower in New York that is receiving you have to tell you that. The aircraft, tell the captain that. So why are you still taking directives from some man that you have been separated from for 30 years now? In other words, the experience Experiences of that relationship is still dictating what you do you have to separate yourself from that talk those experiences and say I lift my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help my help comes from the Lord who is the maker of the heaven and the earth we give God thanks And we're trusting him for new perspectives, kingdom perspectives, godly perspectives. That's what makes the difference. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.